Blog Talk Radio. All right, we're having a little problem with our opening greeting here, so bear with us. As always, okay. This is Biff Busick, host of the Biff and Ted Podcast. You are listening to the Squared Circle Cafe Podcast on... BlogTalkRadio.com BlogTalkRadio.com Cafe. A little condensed this evening because we're pretty much just going to be focusing on WWE Extreme Rules, which is happening this Sunday. And uh, it's pretty much just going to be our predictions. Um, let me just lower the volume in the background here because I'm watching TNA Impact. I know, yes, I'm watching TNA Impact. Darius. Impact is no longer TNA. I don't care what it is, it's, it's TNA to me. Anyway. <laughs> Besides, if they did, they wouldn't have any teeny tiny print on the title belts there. Um, <laughs> but I'm still watching Impact here and checking it out. And uh, Okay, yes, I've been down on Impact for so long, and I only touched upon it last week. But basically, um, the only thing I've been following is the drama between LAX. And when I say LAX, I say I'm thinking Santana, Ortiz, and Conan. I don't know what these guys are going to call themselves. I don't know why Homicide betrayed his brethren. But Hernandez is back. King is now taking over. So I don't know what they're calling it now. So I guess that's why I'm tuning in. So I had to mention next time I see Homicide, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. All right. So uh, unfortunately, Jeremy will not be joining us this evening because... He was a little confused and forgot that I'm at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and he's at church right now. So, Jeremy, we miss you, and we know we'll get your predictions up as soon as possible. Um, JC should be joining us in just a little bit. I sent her a message. Actually, let's give her a call. Let's see if we can get her on the phone here. All right, here we go. All right. All right, I'm dialing her number now. So next thing you're going to hear is you're going to hear a dial tone. 
Folks, please do not call her. Stacy, sorry. Um, well, I'm sure she'll call back. So, all right. So, while we're waiting for them, let's talk to Let's get into Extreme Rules, which is coming up this Sunday, July 15th, live on the WWE Network. This year, emanating from the PPD Paints Arena in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. You'll probably know they'll probably have a pre-show, which will start at 6 p.m. Yes. And here we go. All right. If only there were a convenient, easy way to watch it from the comfort of my own home for a moderate monthly fee, like $9.99 a month, that would be wonderful. So we got it going on right now. All right, here we go. Let's run down the card as we wait for Daisy to join us. In the kickoff show, which I just previously mentioned, we have the New Day versus Sanity in a tables match. This must have been just recently announced because this wasn't on before. We have Finn Balor versus Constable Baron Corbin. Tag Team Championships is on the line as the Tag Team Champions Matt Hardy and Bray White. Face off the team of Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas, known as the B-Team. The Women's Championship will be on the line from SmackDown, as Asuka will be trying for it against Carmella, with the stipulation being that James Ellsworth will be suspended in a shark cage right above the ring. Nia Jax is going to try once again to become a two-time Raw Women's Champion and go up against Alexa Bliss in an Extreme Rules match. United States Champion Jeff Hardy will be defending his title against Shinsuke Nakamura. The Intercontinental Championship will be on the line as Seth Rollins tries to get his belt back against the champion Dolph Ziggler in a 30-minute Ironman match. Tag Team Championships are from SmackDown on the line as the Blood Brothers team up against the reunited Team Hell No. Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens in a steel cage match. Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley and... AJ Styles will be defending his title against Rusev. And joining us now, live from the ATL, is Daisy, everybody. Hey, hey Daisy. Hey, we got the cheers back. Sweet. Yep, we got the cheers back. So, <laughs> how you doing today? I'm good. How about you? Doing all right, thank you. Best sitting here as always. We're watching TNA, Impact, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Hey, JC. Well, Kingston. Yep. Yeah, as Kingston is proclaiming how they are the true members of LAX. Ooh. Anyway. So as you heard, I was running down the card for Extreme Rules, and 
Uh, that card, which matchup are you looking forward to the most? Um, cat. Um, oh, the cat. Well, of course. I thought you were huh? tired. The no, cat? I thought you were tired. Ha ha ha! Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> well, of course, no. I'm looking forward to Roman and Bob. Uh, that goes without saying. But I oh, Jeff versus Shinsuke because yo, yeah, two. Out of the ordinary folk going against each other, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, well, that's actually the only two I'm kind of looking forward to: Roman versus Bobby Lashley and Jeff versus Shinsuke. All right, <laughs> how about both? What about you? What are you looking forward to in this one? I too am looking forward to Jeff versus Shinsuke. I'm also, honestly, I'm looking forward to the New Day versus Sanity, and believe it or not, I am very much also looking forward to the New Leaders of World versus the B Team. Are you more interested in the B Team's impersonation? I have to say, it's been entertaining as well, particularly, you know, those split seconds when you can see on the screen they're showing Matt and Bray in the ring watching their words and you can see by both of their facial expressions that they are doing their damnedest to keep their composure and not bust out laughing on live television. Mm. You know, I have to admit that Bo does do a spot on impersonation of his brother pretty yeah. well. Yeah. Makes you wonder if Bray, if he actually studied Bray as he was growing up. Womp womp. All right, well, let's get into it, shall we? Let's start off with the kickoff show. New Day versus Sanity. Sanity finally made their debut a few weeks back on SmackDown, decimating their opponents if it was bad that evening. And then, and then during the Fourth of July celebration on SmackDown, during the pie, um, pancake eating contest, Sandy came out and jumped New Day. During Eric Young's confrontation with Jeff Hardy for the United States Championship, New Day once again came out and tried getting up in Sandy's face, which caused six man, which uh, which caused six man, eight man, I should say, no six man, because one guy stepped out. Jeff Hardy and the New Day were able to defeat Sanity. And Sanity, this past Tuesday night, helped with the beatdown of Team Hell No with the Brother and Brothers and were able to take out New Day at the same time. So it's pretty much safe to say that Sanity is trying their best to be the dominant force, dominant triple force in wrestling right now, trying to take out the top guys, which is, of course, New Day. Now, with that, now with that being said, New Day's been around a lot longer than Sanity, Sanity's been around for about a year now, but they have the same camaraderie as the New Day. And can the New Day handle the wild and wild and terrifying antics of Sanity? And, of course, this is a tables match, where tables will be involved, and I believe, bless you, and I believe the rules of the tables match is that you have to give both your opponents to a table. Um, considering I think that both have three people... Wouldn't it be um, all three of your opponents through the table? I believe so, yeah. So the question, though, that begs the question. I mean, like I said, 
Predict the winner here. Let's start with you, Beth. Are uh, the New Day going to have Pentecost power on their side, or is Sanity going to be, for lack of a better phrase, insane during this match? Honestly, in my opinion, first of all, given Sanity's um, performance at TakeOver New Orleans, as well as their performance in the War Games match, they have a history of participating in these extreme style type matches and um, doing well in them, even if, even if, in the case of the War Games match, they don't win. Um, I think in their per- first pay-per-view, it would be kind of foolish, not to mention the New Day are over enough as faces at this point, and they're not in the title picture, so the loss would not um, hurt the New Day as much as it would um, the debuting pay-per-view Sanity. Um, so I personally feel that Sanity is going to win it, not to mention, considering the fact it's a tables match, so it is something a bit more extreme, I think it is far more believable from a storyline perspective for Sanity to win this over the New Day. All right. Daisy, how about you? I'm thinking I'm with Beth because I was going to say the same thing that that um a loss would not hurt the new day because they're so far along in in the approval rate, approval it's not going to like you know devastate their career. So I'm going to say like I like Beth said I I, I see Sanity coming out on the, the win for this. Well, I'm going to have to complete the trifecta here because, I mean, I've been a huge fan of Sanity since the NXT days. And since I'm that we can call up on the roster, I've been extremely excited to see just exactly how, just exactly what they would do on SmackDown. Of course, it took, what, two, three months before they finally got their chance. Um, and, of course, what better way of making their debut than against one of the top factions on SmackDown, and that is, of course, the New Day. New Day can mix it up with the best of them, have mixed it up with the best of them, but sometimes when it comes to weapons, they don't exactly have the best of luck. So, that being said, I want to say as well, Sanity is taking this one. All right, moving on here. We have Finn Balor versus Constable Baron Corbin. Oh, excuse, excuse me. Stephanie McMahon's hand-picked choice, Constable Baron Corbin. I don't want him coming after me, so, you know, if I didn't say it correctly. Yeah, you don't say it correctly. You, you don't say it, say it correctly, considering he does work for the WWE. There's a chance you could get hit with some season with this. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to say it correctly. Otherwise, yeah. So Baron Corbin has been throwing his weight around as the Constable of Raw. And Finn Balor hasn't exactly, well, favored it. In fact, he's called out Baron Corbin on a number of occasions, especially the banter between the two of them on social media over the past few weeks. I've pretty much said it all. And we've seen some pretty, pretty funny tweets between the two of them. And I think the funniest one for me has been red, white, and bruised. Finn Balor dressed up for the 4th of July, showing the crack of his ass where there's a big old bruise right there for Baron Corbin to kiss. I am not lying, folks. This is an actual tweet. You can look on his Twitter page. Unless he deleted it, it is right there. I don't think he deleted it. 
I don't think so either. But then again, that boy has such a nice body. I'd be bragging off if I had one like it too. Anyway, oh, <laughs> right then. All righty. Finn Balor, yeah, Finn Balor or Constable Corbin. I have to admit, for me, the whole Constable Corbin deal has actually been pretty hilarious. It's, I mean, Baron Corbin has slid into the role pretty easily, and it's something that fits him. I'm not comfortable with him wrestling in the suit and the tie and the fancy clothes and stuff. I still like to see him wearing his black leather, which I think is more him. However, he's going to be facing Finn Balor. Finn Balor is not one to back down from a challenge. I would love to see him come out as the demon to take out the constable. That's my wish. But for me, I'm going with the fighting Irishman himself, Finn Balor. That's... I am well going with Balor, but that's also because, honestly, interesting fact. And there's my boy on TV who I had a wonderful discussion with Sunday at what? Mr. Draw, Sammy Callahan himself. But back to the predictions. Um, interesting fact. Since his debut on the main roster, Finn Balor is undefeated in single pay-per-view matches. I see no reason for them to end the streak. All right, Daisy. Oh, um, I'm going for Finn for this one. I just call it a, a, I just don't like Baron for right now. Just Baron's just <laughs> not doing anything for me right now. I want Finn to win. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 as objective objectively I can be right now. I just can't just can't with I like her hair color. All right, so you're saying um you're calling for Finn Balor. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to find some of his tweets here from between him and old Baron boy. Um See if I can find something here. Probably you're not going to find too much considering that. Here we go. Baron Corbin tweeted, I guess when you're too too small, too weak, fragile, and just not good enough, you have to find humor in things. Quick, tell me a joke about your 12-hour title run. To which Finn Balor replied, correcting his grammar, too small, too weak, et cetera, et cetera. Heard it all before. You're right. I do like to find humor in things. Like Wiki telling me, you were the U.S. champion. Ha, I have no memory of it. I'm done more of my title in 24 hours than you did in 70 days. And I just found the picture in question that I was referring to earlier. And you see the smile on Beth's face, folks. I mean. (laughs) Kathy Kelly is a lucky woman. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah, be sure to check out Twitter for the two barbs between the two of them there. All right. First, we'll come up with our first title match of the card that I, that I announced earlier. The Raw Tag Team Championships. Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, the, the leader of Worlds, have been living it up as the Raw Tag Team Champions at this point. Matt, of course, putting Bray Wyatt in the lake of reincarnation, making Bray Wyatt a tougher, tougher opponent for most, but also easing back on realizing that Sister Abigail was it for him? Two of them have reigned supreme as the Raw Tag Team Champions. The B team were floating around as 
the Miz to Raj for quite some time until the Miz was drafted over to SmackDown. They've had yet to find their own footing, and they became their own tag team, winning the tag team battle royal to become the number one tag team champion, number one contenders for the tag team champions, and lately has been putting on their own little performance of their version of the promos of Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, what we were referring to earlier, with Curtis Axel donning a black and white wig to be Matt Hardy, while Bo Dallas sports a fake beard to be Bray Wyatt. As one person pointed out, and I shared the meme on my Facebook, what you get what you get online, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, when you get at home, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas, as Matt and Bray, mm. respectively. All right, so uh, is it time for the B team to become the A team, so to speak, on Raw? Or will the deleter of words pretty much delete, delete, delete them? Daisy? Let's see. Thinking it's going to be, well, they're pushing the B team really hard, right? And what way to make them legit is by beating the the leader of uh sorry the yeah the, the leader of worlds, giving the tag title. Cause you know honestly, as much as I like Bray and Matt, have they really been doing anything with the tag team titles? I mean, yeah. So, I'm going to give it to the B team. Wow. Okay. You're going for the B team there. All right. All right, B, yes, Beth. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you on this one because of all people to be able to take the titles off of the deleters of world, although they have been on a – Fantastic winning streak. I don't see the B team doing that. And there are two reasons why. Because there are far more credible threats to the leaders of the leaders of world on the Raw roster in the names of the Revival and the Authors of Pain. I think the leaders of world are going to hang on to the belt a bit longer. I heard that. <laughs> what? But I have to, huh? Oh, I thought you said something. Well, I was gonna say I heard you muttering something over there. So, <laughs> but I'm gonna have oh, to yeah. agree with Beth. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with Beth on this one. As much as the B team have been entertaining with their impersonations of Matt and Bray, which I think that's been the only highlight of this whole feud. Matt and Bray really need. Bigger opponent. Nothing against the B team. The both of them respectively have been pretty good. But if memory serves me correctly, whichever team gets the last victory on TV usually doesn't wind up victorious on the pay per view. And for the past three weeks in a row, the B team have victories over Matt Hardy in single competition. Two times it was Curtis Axel. This past week it was Bo Dallas. So chances are they're not going to be winning on Sunday. I do agree with Beth that more credible teams are in the future, but I would personally love to see AOP get a chance to be the number one contender. So for me, I would love to see future, the leader of the world versus AOP for tag team championships, which means that 
the leader of worlds will be retaining this Sunday. All right, moving on. All right. Carmella will be defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. But with the added stipulation that to make sure there will be no outside interference, James Ellsworth will be suspended in a shark cage high above the ring. This, of course, is stemming from the fact that it was James Ellsworth's distraction which caused Asuka to lose her match against Carmella to become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. And the fact that the past couple of weeks, James Ellsworth has been a thorn in Asuka's side, helping Carmella escape from harm's way or helping Carmella jump Asuka from behind. This past Tuesday on SmackDown, Asuka finally had a chance to get her hands on James Ellsworth in a lumberjack match where the SmackDown women were surrounding the ring. However, there were a few times where the SmackDown women were more fighting each other than paying attention to what was going on, giving James Ellsworth a chance to try to escape. However, that didn't work. They still found a way of throwing him back into the ring. He got locked in the Oscar lock, tapped out pretty quickly, thankfully, and got taken out by Oscar. However, Carmella wound up getting the last laugh because thanks to a spray bottle, she slipped to him. He sprayed something in her eyes. Carmella gave a chance to jump on her. Both of them ran out, which is why Paige came out with the stipulation, of course, being that he'll be inside of a shark cage. However, if memory serves me correctly, the past couple of times they've had matches with somebody hung up in a shark cage, something has happened. Last year's Dusty Rose Classic. Yep, last year's Dusty Rose Classic, we had AOP and TM61 with Paul Ellering up in a shark cage. Paul Ellering was still able to drop a chain down to help his team win the Dusty Rose Classic. Chris Jericho was in a shark cage when Roman Reigns faced Kevin Owens, and Ron Strowman came out and interrupted that one. So it seems like even though someone's in a shark cage, one way or another, and though, yep. Stripping and greasing himself up and slipping through. I forgot about that. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about him too much. But then again, that's his own fault. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He had that ugly-ass boxer shorts as he was slipping and greasing his way through the bars. Ew, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Sorry, folks, I didn't mean to put that image in your head. <laughs> Actually, blame Beth. She didn't mean to put that image in your head. <laughs> I simply put the comment out there. The images that go into your head are through no fault of me. That just tells us where your minds are. Eh. Anyway, so the question being, even though he's in the shark cage, will James Elber still find some way of interfering? And who, and who will be going on on this one? Daisy, you're our wrestling women, women's wrestling expert. You tell us. Okay. Um. Shoot, because part of me wants to say Oscar. I really want to say Oscar, but. I think they're gonna carry this a little longer, so I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna go with Carmella winning. Oh wow! Are you think James Ellsworth will still find something, some way of getting in? I don't see him trying to get into the match, but I do see him like doing what what you were talking about with 
you know, from the out of the paint in their match and their manager, like, threw something down, whatever. I see him trying to, in a way, kind of help Carmella keep her title. However, I see at the end of that match, though, even though Carmella retains, I see Oscar beating the brace off that dude for some reason. Because, <laughs> you know, they got to lower that cage, man. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I mean, I have to I have to kind of agree. I do kind of see James Ellsworth kind of throwing time down to Carmella to help her out during her matchup. But I think, I mean, Carmella's been a pretty good champion up until now, but I'm sorry, Asuka is long overdue to wear some gold, especially since she's been on SmackDown. She's had so many chances. She's had so many close calls that I think it's about time she got her, that Camilla got her comeuppance, and at the same time, James Ellsworth gets his comeuppance. So I see Asuka taking out both Carmella and Ellsworth. So I'm going with Asuka. Beth? First of all, in my opinion, Carmella has proven herself to be a great heel and a person worthy of having and keeping the belt on her own. So there was absolutely no reason on God's green earth why Ellsworth needed to come back to help her. She's proven she's strong enough by herself. So in my opinion, I think Ellsworth's going to try to do something to help her. It's going to end up backfiring on her, and Oscar's going to end up getting the title. All right. Just please don't grease yourself up and try flipping yourself through the bars, Ellsworth. Oh, oh by don't. the way, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. did you know man. that Ellsworth recently had a matchup against one of our former guests, Sizzling Stan Styles? Yes, I did. Daisy, did you did you see that? What? I heard what you said. He did. Yeah, James Ellsworth had a tag team match with um, Sizzling Stan, and. Betrayed his partner at the end of the matchup. Gee, that's a shock. Yeah. <laughs> it is, but yeah, I was just like, man, that guy let you hold his shake weight, too. It's like, one of those things was like, Eesh. goes to show you just how much of a bottom feeder James Ellsworth can be. And then, of course, this past Tuesday, he's in the training room with one Colin Delaney after Colin had his matchup on 205 Live. And Colin's like, you know, I feel your pain and stuff. And Ellsworth just blows him off like, no, you don't. And Ellsworth still in his mind thinks that every woman was after him during the Lumberjack match. After his interview, he was like, you see all those women out there after me? And then he still tries sucking up the page. It's like, oh, God, I've seen better heads on a pint of beer. All right, here we go. We'll go from one women's title match to another. We have Alexa Bliss defending her Raw Women's Championship against a returning Nia Jax. Nia Jax was taking a break, healing her body up. And this time it'll be her going up against Alexa in Extreme Rules match. As we all know, Extreme Rules match is exactly what it is. There are no rules. Weapons can be involved. And this past Monday, we got a small taste of it with Alexa beating down Naya with a bamboo stick 
But Naya broke the bamboo stick over her knee, so it goes to show you just how strong she is. We also have the added bonus that the suspended Ronda Rousey is buying herself a front row ticket to watch this match up close. So Ronda, of course, still being angry over the fact that she Alexa ruined her title matchup by cashing in her Money in the Bank case and taking the title off of Nia before Ronda could even think about winning the matchup. So here's a two-part question. One, who's going to win this? And two, is Ronda going to get involved? Beth, I turn it over to you. Let's Oh, so you're going one further in booking a match. Yeah. Well, it should also be noted, too, that Ronda is not advertised for the upcoming Raw the day after Extreme Rules. Until within the 30 days of her match. Well, there have been rumblings that she was going to try to make an appearance for the same thing she could do Extreme Rules and buy a ticket. But now it seems though she's not going to show up at all. So. Well. All right, we'll see. Daisy? Um, cause that one I'm still, cause that kind of want to. I want to say, unfortunately, I'm gonna say that Alexa is gonna retain the title barely, and I do mean barely. Now, if Ronda is Ronda gonna come in? Of course. Is she going to interfere? Um, I don't think she's going to interfere. But I think she's going to probably get, but she's going to probably, like, right after the bell rings or something, she's going to probably jump out and go after Alexa. But that's about it. But I don't see her trying to interfere in the match. Well, the thing that we all know about Extreme Rules matches is that they always tumble out to the outside, so there could be a chance it could be fighting in front of her. And as we've all experienced what it's like to have somebody fall in your lap while someone's wrestling. <laughs> yeah, we all know exactly how that is. So you can't deny that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But For me, yeah, I'm going to have to take a shot of vinegar with this one. I mean, I really want Nia to win. I really hated how they did that, you know, having her such a short title reign, you know, winning one for pretty much winning one for the big girls and showing how strong and dominant she can be. And then Alexa pretty much making her look like the bad guy. It was just, I don't know, I was just hating it. So, of course, I hated the fact that, Alexa got the title back, ruining that matchup, which actually turned out, you know, looked like it was actually pretty good. So I'm going to have to agree with the idea that, yes, Ronda is going to find somehow one way or another to get involved in this matchup and inadvertently cause Nia Jax to lose her chance. And now that Beth brought it up, because I hadn't thought about this before, yeah, Ronda's suspension will be up sometime before SummerSlam. So she's going to want her redemption against Alexa for ruining her moment. So 
what better way of doing that than in a matchup against her? And, of course, if she does wind up interfering, Nia's not going to be happy with that. So she's going to want to take out Ronda as well. So, yeah, a triple threat would actually be a good idea. So in order to do that, you'd have to carry the title over. So, yeah, Alexa, yeah, Alexa retains. Oh, boy, that's bad to say. <laughs> as we're looking at the, looking up at Impact here, watching Eddie Edwards, the drama with Eddie Edwards trying to take out Sammy Callahan, getting sick and tired of Tommy Dreamer interfering. Real quick, like, before we continue on with the predictions, you got a chance to attend what on Sunday, and you mentioned earlier you had a nice conversation with Sammy. How was the matchup that Sammy had with JT Dunn? It was good. Unfortunately, I was disappointed because, you know, JT went over, but, hey, it is what it is. Sammy definitely got his shots in on him, though. Oh, really? Oh, really. Did Tommy, did, um, did you get a chance to talk to Alicia about the whole drama between Eddie, Sammy, and Tommy? No. No? No, I, I figured it was probably best to, you know, stay away from her after things that I had said during her match. What did you do? <laughs> you, you, you put a shocked face on the stat, on the freaking status about it. You said you were talking crap about her, but what the hell did you say? <laughs> I said to them, I said, yeah, I said, so I'd seen you guys before the show. I was like, sweet, we're going to have a 
we're going to end up having an impromptu appearance with a match or something by the Get Shook crew. And they're like, no, no, we're, we're just here to hang out, watch the show, you know. Kind of like Falaba over here. Falaba comes up to me, starts talking to me, and he's like, yeah, hi, I'm Falaba. I looked at him, I said, yeah, I know. I, I watch you Thursdays on Impact. Saying your name gives me complete and total joy. And started talking to him. Very, very nice guy. Sent him a Facebook friend request, and he immediately accepted it. The guy reminds me of the time I bumped into Kurt Hawkins at Beyond Wrestling, just on accident. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Hopefully we can get him on the show in the future. All right. Here's a matchup I know you two are definitely looking forward to. The United States Championship will be on the line as Shinsuke Nakamura challenges the current champion, Jeff Hardy. This match was supposed to happen before, but unfortunately Shinsuke Nakamura had an injury and we weren't able to fulfill it. However, Shinsuke has not exactly set some praises for Jeff Hardy. In fact, wondered why he paints his face, calling him a clown. Is he ashamed of how he looks? Jeff, of course, has said his eyes are now open and that he is ready for Nakamura. Nakamura, as we also know, is known for not just his Kinshasa, but also his um, visits to the nether regions during some matches. A nut shot. So with that that being said, (laughs) (laughs) with that being said, Will the title be going to Japan, or is the title staying in North Carolina? Beth, we'll start with you, because this is your boy we're talking about here. Okay. So, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but in my opinion, over the past few weeks, as he's been making entrances to the ring, Jeff had a limp that is getting a bit more and more noticeable, which to me is saying that there is some potential time off for either rest or surgery in his future. So with that in mind, it all, there, you also have to take into consideration the fact that, yes, he is over as a heel, but it is kind of hard to take somebody as a credible threat as being a threatening bad guy when it seems every time they go for a big match – such as the case and the rivalry between him and AJ, he just can't seem to get the job done and defeat them. So in my opinion, because A, Jeff needs at the very least to rest, and B, Shinsuke needs the win more to help build him as a threat, not to mention it's about damn time the man had a title run since he's been on the main roster, I think Nakamura is going to take it. All right. I know I'm not paying you to say that, especially since how much you love Jeff. I like both of them. So, you know what? Honestly, in my opinion, it doesn't matter who wins because the winners are going to be everybody that watches the match. That is true. All right, JC, we know how much you love Jeff Hardy, so let's hear it from you. No, I will just say JC's going to say Jill. Uh, oh, I'm here for the interests in the. I'm just here for the interests, to be honest. Uh, no, seriously. Um, that too. 
Because who's gonna out weird the it's more it's gonna be more or less who's gonna be the one that can out weird the other. Let's be real about that. Out weird um, the other. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, I was all into going right in to say it's gonna be Jeff. Yeah, I was gonna say Jeff, but Beth they bring up some good points here. And a a loss for Jeff isn't gonna like hurt him in any regard so ever. Yeah, it'll suck, but it's not gonna hurt him or hinder his his, his uh momentum. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Shinsuke. Just as long as you don't kick him in the nuts, it's all good. Or, or well, shot to the okay. head. Well, like I said, I mean, look on the bright side. Jeff already is procreated, so it's not like he's got anything to worry about if he does get kicked in the ledger region. So, you know. Anyway, um, you know, I have to, I have to pretty much agree with everybody here because. Um, not so much the fact that Jeff's going to be taking time off in the future, but the more the fact that Shinsuke Nakamura, ever since he's been on the main roster, has yet to hold some kind of gold around his waist. He's already tried against AJ Styles, hasn't had a chance to get it, so now it's time for him to go for another title. United States Championship is just as important as the world title. It's maybe SmackDown's secondary title, but it's still an important title. And I think with around Shinsuke's waist, he can have a lot of fun with it. I mean, who better, of course, than somebody who can't speak English holding a title like that? And what was the last time we really had a good foreign heel as United States champion? I think around Shinsuke's ways is going to be a lot of fun. And like, which was a while ago. Anyway, <laughs> but with that being said, if Jeff Hardy does wind up taking the time off, more power to him. Uh, we already know that these two are destined to have a pretty awesome match. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun, too. And like Gacy said, the entrances, I think, will be a lot of fun. So, for me, it's got to, for me, I'm going with Nakamura all the way. Oh, 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 I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. To help even more firmly cement him as a heel, Nakamura, live entrance, played by the wonderful violin prodigy, King Maxwell. Oh, Lord. He's only been practicing two months. <laughs> okay, and I, I, I face you. You nephew play my music. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta admit, it would be a heel thing to do. It would be. Especially from, from Sassy Nakamura. <laughs> Okay, did we talk about how, did we ever talk about how Nakamura got injured? No. Okay, apparently. You know, there's two things about Nakamura we need to talk about. So this one is the most important, though. Uh, Apparently, as it turns out, they had some bomb-sniffing dogs sniffing the area during, during, before SmackDown a couple weeks ago. And apparently, either Either he moved the wrong way or the dog got agitated one way or another, but basically a dog bit Nakamura's leg. I thought you were going to say something else. 
I know. I was thinking. I was thinking about going there, but the at the same time, yeah. The irony that would have been. I know, but I don't think this dog was going for that bomb, but um, <laughs> <laughs> or that weapon of mass destruction, I should say. Anyway, <laughs> so that's why Nakamura's been off TV for a while. Well, at least not wrestling for a while. He's been healing his leg up from a dog bite, so that's why the match was postponed until. Extreme roles. But, Jay-Z, what is your news about Nakamura that you're just willing to? Okay. Um, well, it's just like a little tidbit. Like, for um, one, if you've seen the latest uh, thing on WWE.com, he's part of the um, photo shoot where different superstars dress up as other, as ECW superstars and Shinsuke is dressed up as Sabu. Beth had mentioned that this morning. She had told me about the photo shoot, and I checked it out for myself. And I have to admit, it was really clever the way they posted the pictures and had the super, different superstars um, posing as ECW originals, such as you mentioned Shinsuke Nakamura as Sabu. We had Becky Lynch as Tommy Dreamer. We had Carmella as Al Snow. We had Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston as Spike and Devon Dudley. We had and Xavier was dressed as, up as New Jack, which I'm like, what? We had Biggie dressed as Joe Gertner. We had um, also there was one more I'm trying to. We had Asuka as a member of BWO Blue World Order. Um, and I got it uh, as Paul Heyman. Or Paul E. Dangerously, yep. as he was Paul e. before he became that. And uh, Sonya Deville was uh, Raven. Was it Sonya? Yeah. And rounding out the troop, Rusev as Cactus Jack. You guys did mention Carla as um, Al Snow with hair. Yep. I have to admit that out of all those pictures, my favorite is <laughs> my favorite is Nakamura as. You know what, though? Now that I think about it, we should have had Nakamura as Al Snow because who's better at getting head than he is? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. I was wondering who would get that. (laughs) Just no. (laughs) That's true. Well, bam. Anyway, moving, yeah, on. Not moving on, but that photo shoot was a lot of fun, and I'm kind of hoping they do something like that again in the future, because I would love to see them to do something like that with, like, say, the WCW guys, you know, have some of the divas or the women wrestlers dress up as, like they did with this photo shoot and see what they could pull off, like NWO style. But, mm-hmm. Beth, you were mentioning to me, let everyone know out there, what, what was your favorite photo shoot as a whole deal? Honestly, my two favorites were Asuka as part of the BWO, and through the look that she had, you could definitely tell, for the most part, she was channeling um, Big Daddy Stevie Cool, a.k.a. Stephen Richards. <laughs> and honestly, I really enjoyed Sonya Deville as Raven. Right, that was pretty close to your heart, considering you and Raven were pretty good friends back in the day. So. Yep. All right, so as JT said, moving on, 
apparently my little comment didn't sit well. Um, <laughs> all right, we have a 30-minute Iron Man match on the card. Dolph Ziggler surprised the world by answering Seth Rollins' open challenge and becoming the new Intercontinental Champion, much to the surprise of everybody. Seth Rollins did not sit well with that and feel as though he wants to paddle back. Dolph Ziggler feels he has something to prove and feels he can do that as the Intercontinental Champion, along with Drew McIntyre in his corner. This past Monday, we were supposed to have a, we had a matchup between Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre, where if Seth won, Drew McIntyre would be banned from ringside. However, Drew McIntyre was able to pull out a victory, so yes, Drew McIntyre will be at ringside during this match. Now, this is a two-part question. Who will win, and how many falls will we see per person to cause the win? Meaning, you have to predict who's going to get the more wins on this one. So, Beth, we'll start with you. Who's going to win, and who's going to have the most to win? You know, woman. I was not prepared for that part. It was a 30-man, it's an Iron Man match. You know that that's one of the aspects of how to win. Honestly, I feel that um, having the title is doing a hell of a lot for um, giving Ziggler a bit of a resurgence. I honestly feel, because no matter what Rollins does, Rollins is going to be over. I think they need. I feel they need to keep it on Ziggler a bit longer. So uh, overall, I think Ziggler is going to get it. And 30 minutes, I'm gonna say three to two. All right, three to two. Well, I have to say too is the fact that Rollins was pretty good as Intercontinental Champion. He had a really good run with it. But Del Ziggler. Surprising everybody by winning the Intercontinental Championship was a bit of a shocking moment, but this could be a good run for him, too. Plus, if rumors are true and him and Drew McIntyre wind up imploding, that could be a really awesome feud right there, especially since Drew McIntyre is also due to wear some gold since he's been back on the main roster. So I'm going with, I'm also going with Dolph Ziggler over Seth Rollins for this one. And, but I think it's going to take a little longer for these two. So I'm going two to one. Daisy? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to drink the vinegar this time. It's going to be Dolph. And I'm thinking... Two three, I'm gonna go with that. Um, two to three, yeah, two to three, I'm gonna go with that one. But yeah, I can see Dolph being the one that comes out with the win on this one. Okay, I mean, and remember, these are not just pinfalls we're talking about. We're talking about disqualifications, countouts, submissions, as well as pinfalls when it comes to this. So, so when we say two to one or three to two, as you two have said. Doesn't matter how it's done as long as the numbers count. All right. right. Back over to SmackDown. Tag team championships are on the line. The Bludgeon Brothers have been dominating as far as tag teams go, wearing the gold wearing the silver, I should say, on SmackDown. But Daniel Bryan, for some reason, had for some reason they had some kind of issue with Daniel Bryan and took out Daniel Bryan during the Gauntlet matchup, which determined the number one contender 
for the SmackDown, for the world title on SmackDown. We couldn't figure this out. And as they were beating down Daniel Bryan last week, who comes out from out of nowhere but Kane, Daniel's former partner and Team Hell No. The two of them hugged it out, reunited, though Daniel Bryan still has reserves about tagging with Kane, considering some of the heinous things that Kane has done in the past. But it seems as though the two of them have let bygones be bygones and decided that they have a common enemy, which is, of course, the Bludgeon Brothers. And if Kane can go so far as to, quote, in sync to prove his loyalty to Daniel Bryan, then I think we don't have to worry too much about Team Hell No imploding. Yes, you heard it. You heard me say it, folks. Kane, the big married monster, the Undertaker's half brother, the devil's favorite demon, a man who has set people on fire, zapped testicles, kidnapped women, quoted an in sync song this past Tuesday. How do you think Justin Timberlake would felt if he found that out? <laughs> All right, with that being said, for me, the Bludgeon Brothers, they've had a good title run, but let's face it, it's team hell no. They were the tag team champions for quite some time, and I pretty much know on Tuesday we'll be saying, we'll be hearing Jay O'Brien say, I'm the tag team champion, while Kane, I'm the tag team champion. So they will be the tag team champions on Sunday. Stacey? Yeah, because if Team Hill no, don't, don't walk out with the titles, the crowd's going to riot. So I'm going to, and then you're going to have millions of uh, people on on Twitter talking about how Team Hell No is getting buried. So, yeah, I'm going to go <laughs> with Team Hell No with the win. All right. J- Beth, JC has spoken. I'm going against both of you. And as far as Hell No winning, my response to them winning, Hell No. <laughs> it's going to be the Bludgeon Brothers because, in my opinion, first of all, Kane has a political campaign that he needs to get back to. Second of all, I think they're finally going to have something happen that's going to give us something that we've been wanting to see for quite some time. So the Bludgeon Brothers are going to win. It's not necessarily going to be – the Bludgeon Brothers are going to retain the title. It's not necessarily going to be a clean win for either team because, in my opinion, I see the Miz coming in interfering, causing something to happen so that either the bludgeons lose by DQ or um, Hell Knows loses by DQ. And that's going to set up for the wonderful payoff that we've been waiting for so long with Miz versus Daniel Bryan for SummerSlam. So, yes, yet again, I'm calling it and I'm booking it. Well, as Jeremy would say... If it happens, you booked it. You booked it. All right. A couple things real quick, especially since we're on the subject of Hell No and Daniel Bryan. Have you seen the shirt that WWE Shop put out for Team Hell No? No. 
Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> that shirt, man. Yeah, okay. You've it's seen different. it, right? Uh huh. It's and basically the head. Who, me? Yeah, you. It's basically on the front, it's Kane's head with Daniel Bryan's arms attached to it. It's a floating head with arms. And that's that's just ugly. <laughs> wow, that's ugly. I'm showing it to Beth for the first time right now. I'm looking at her face. The fuck? I knew that was coming, just by the way the mouth was moving. I have to admit, this looks like a... The t-shirt looks like an advertisement for a really horrible C-rated horror movie. I Not B-rated. C-rated. I think somebody was under the influence of something a bit more than certain illicit substances. And I think they had shots of something a hell of a lot stronger than tequila to come up with that travesty. More like 190 moonshine. I mean, look at that. No, it doesn't. And Brian wore it on Tuesday, and it was just, I'm looking at this thing, and it's just like, what the hell? Like, like I said, it looks like, I look like, it, looks like it should be on the back of a DVD that you get at that $5 bin at Walmart advertising what horror movie this thing would be advertising. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just, it just looks so bad. So, the $5 bin at Walmart? No, that is like a horror movie from the overly picked over crap that went so bad that it's at Dollar Tree. Yeah. That's a Damn. Not Dollar yeah. Tree. <laughs> Dollar Tree DVDs. There is such a thing, folks. But, yeah, WWE Shop, they have some really good deals. They have some really nice T-shirts. But that one is not one of them. <laughs> the other tidbit I wanted to discuss. The week after, uh, depending on what what date SummerSlam is, but September 1st is Daniel Bryan's final day of his contract with WWE. Really? Do you feel that Daniel Bryan should resign, or do you think that Daniel Bryan would be better off going back to the independents? That's also the same day of All In. Oh. Rumors like this surface. Any time anybody's contract is close to expiring with the WWE. Granted, he's not allowed to do all of the stuff he's done. He 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 wants to do, but he's safe. He's protected, and it's guaranteed income. Whereas with the unpredictableness of the independent scene. He can't guarantee that he would make as much as he needs to, considering he does have a wife and a daughter to help provide for at this time. But that's not taking away anything from the independent scene right now. There are plenty of independents, and there are a lot of stars who are actually doing much better on the indie scene as they would have been in WWE. Okay, you have a name like Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, whichever whichever you want to refer to him as, whether you want to talk to him, talk about him as his WWE name or his independent name, which is his actual name. Yes, the independent scene is thriving. The fact that 
all in sold out an arena the size of it did in less than 30 minutes shows the independent scene is thriving. But how many of these independents do you think are going to have the money uh, and access to the money to immediately pull in a name like Brian Danielson? Because you got to figure, as big of a name as he is, it's going to be a big, uh, it's going to be a decent booking fee. And I was talking and totally didn't see what that said. That's okay. I'll show it to you later. Okay. But um, that is true. I mean, but, and it's also should be mentioned that Daniel Bryan has said in an interview with you that how he's pitched ideas to WWE, but WWE has turned them down. So maybe creatively he feels as though WWE is holding him back. But I do agree with you with the fact that with WWE, as much as they are using him, they are trying to protect him and making sure that he's okay, especially since he's such a huge name draw. They don't want to lose somebody of that caliber. I mean, JC, do you think, I mean, what do you think? I'm thinking along the lines of his wife's not going to, he ain't going to stand for that one. I mean, at least with the WWE, he's somewhat protected, you know, and as much as people were complaining that, oh, he, he's been cleared to wrestle, he's been cleared to wrestle, let him wrestle until the w, until he threatened the WWE and they had to, so they decided to let him wrestle. In a way, I kind of agree with them not letting him wrestle because they didn't know this dude literally it was concussion him. It was had such as what it was his neck and his head. They didn't want anything to happen to him. Plus, there's a lot of lawsuits and stuff going around in regards to that. So. He goes to the independent sure, you know, big draw names, whatever. But he's not gonna have that cushion of protection. Not to mention adding on to what Beth is saying, you know, coming from the WWE to going to the independent big dipping price point right there. Bless you. What? I thought you sneezed, so I said, bless you. I didn't sneeze. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. You're like, what? Well, let's keep our fingers crossed. Let's keep our fingers crossed and let's see what happens. I mean, like I said, we have until September 1st. So, if anything, if they, if WWE does feel as though they'll be threatened by losing him, they'll probably give more into his creative ideas. And maybe at SummerSlam... We finally have that payoff with him versus the Miz, something that's been building for what, three years now? Four years? A couple of years at least. Yeah, so let's hope keep our fingers crossed with that. All right, moving on. We got three more matches to cover here. The Monster Among Men, Braun Strowman, and current Money in the Bank winner will face Kevin Owens in a steel cage. Kevin Owens. Before Money in the Bank made it quite clear that the first person he wanted to take out in the matchup was Braun Strowman, feeling as though that his height advantage was a disadvantage to everyone else because he could reach the case. But then during the matchup, he decided to try to team with Braun Strowman to try to get the case, but that didn't work. And then after Money in the Bank, he tried being Braun Strowman's friend. Braun Strowman saw right through that 
and made it quite clear to Kevin Owens that no, that wasn't going to be happening, which made Kevin Owens decide he was going to do everything he can to make Braun Strowman's life a living hell. But Braun, he forgets the fact that there's not there's a reason he's called the monster among men. With Braun Strowman doing anything and everything he can to torment Kevin Owens, from flipping over his rental car to giving him a ride in a porta potty and dumping the porta potty off the raw stage, which I'm pretty sure Kevin had to take a couple dozen showers that night. So mm-hmm. to make sure that Kevin Owens does not do what he did during the porta potty incident and that's take off from the ring so he wouldn't have to face Braun Strowman. He's going to be placed inside of a steel cage. So it'll just be him and Braun in the ring. We've seen stranger things happen with Kevin Owens, pulling a victory out of his butt, but can he do it with somebody along the lights of Braun Strowman? I like to compare this pretty much of Godzilla facing facing Baby Mothra. (laughs) So for me, I'm sorry... Godzilla is taking the lead on this one. I'm going with Ke- I'm going with Kevin Owens getting squashed like a bug against the monster among men. JC. Well, I was I was gonna say I I, I watched the video of nothing but Braun Strowman just running around the ring and just bulldozing through poor Kevin. And I keep saying, well, now that I think about it. It's going to be Braun Strowman practically hurling Kevin against the side of the steel cage, possibly throwing him through the steel cage. Or knowing Kevin, he'll probably try to find a way to get out of the cage, climb on top of it. (laughs) But, (laughs) shoot. I'm going to go with Braun. Sorry, kids. As we see best friend on screen right now, that is one Falabala. <laughs> so Braun Strowman for you, JC. All right then, best. As if I need to know. <laughs> okay, honestly, in a cage match, you don't have to win by pinfall or submission. All you have to do is survive, which can include getting out of the cage. Kevin has been on a very uh, Bad decline with the WWE lately. No matter what, given the fact that he has the case and he's freaking Braun, Braun is over with the crowd no matter what. I feel Kevin needs to win more, and I honestly feel that somehow, because of the fact that he is a crafty little bastard that manages to get himself out of all types of scrapes and such that he gets himself into, I think Kevin is somehow going to manage to get out of the cage and win that way. So I'm going against both of you and going with Kevin. That's fine. That's fine. That's your that's your decision right there. It's pretty cool. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if you're right about that. I mean, he has fine. Stranger things have happened to Kevin Owens. Exactly. Especially when it comes to this kind of stuff. So. He just has that knack for getting himself out of all kinds of bad situations he gets himself into. Mm-hmm. All right. Some would say he's he's one of those that can fall into a pile of shit and come out smelling like roses. Unless that shit was out of a porta potty. He's <laughs> ah. <laughs> like roses after a few showers with his wife's body wash. In which case, 
Yeah. This past Monday, he had a spray bottle trying to call, trying not to admit that it was him who was sticking up the office. And Braun Strowman pretty much made it clear that it was him and sprayed it right in his face. All right. We have, building up on Raw, we have the feud of Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. This originally was supposed to have been a multi-man match to determine who would be the number one contender to face Brock Lesnar until we heard Brock Lesnar's little tirade through Paul Heyman on Instagram. The two of them have taken exceptions to Brock Lesnar's words and have made it personal between the two of them, with Bobby Lashley calling out Roman Reigns' consecutive losses against Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns calling out Bobby Lashley for his, quote, mediocre MMA career and his mediocre run in the WWE the first time. He's not wrong. So, <laughs> so the two of them are taking exception to this, and it's said that the winner of this matchup is chances are is going to face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam for the title. This could be, I mean, rumors were having that they, rumors were saying that Bobby Lashley would be the next one to step up to Brock Lesnar. However, also people are saying that Vince McMahon is solid determined to get Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar again. So this is basically a lesser of two evils kind of matchup. Which one would you rather sit through? Another Rock, another Lesnar-Roman match? Or would you rather see Bobby Lashley step it up to Brock, kind of the two former MMA guys facing off against each other? Beth, what do you think? And I think I know what you're going to say about Bobby, so let's just cut to the chase. <laughs> no, actually, no. You know what? I want to hear what she has to say about Bobby, because I love how she describes it. <laughs> Honestly, I'm taking a shot of vinegar here because, quite frankly, the thought of Brock versus Roman again bores me to tears. So I'm hoping to God Lashley wins. Really now? Even though, oh yeah, that's because got... then I get the joy. Of seeing the man who looks like he wants to sell me life insurance take out someone with the charisma of a soaking wet ripped up paper bag. And I think that calls for a damn, don't you think, Jeremy? You know what? I can't even muster that up. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Hi, Jeremy. You gotta understand, I just came from church, so. Mm. All right. Kind of hard to go from from feeling a little better about life to mustering up outrage. All right. There no problem. All right. We'll get to your predictions. We'll do like a quick. We'll do like a quick rundown with you. Um. Actually, okay. Uh, we'll give you a chance to catch your breath, so that way we can um get our predictions in. For me, um. I'm sorry, because of Bobby Lashley being with the personality of a wet mop, you know, I'm not a huge Bobby Lashley fan either, but if I had to pick, I'd rather not see him against Brock Lesnar because I don't think he's at that level yet. So I'm sorry, but if what I think is going to happen happens, then we're going to have to see Roman versus Brock at SummerSlam. So yet for me, I'm going with Roman. Uh, explain in a second. I have to know for you, y'all. Why? Go ahead, Jason. 
I don't want to see you. I, 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 I can't sit through another Brock versus Roman. I mean, I had to, no, I can't. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I want Roman to to carry the Universal title at some point, but I'm really getting sick and tired of seeing Roman get the break beat off of him every time. Okay. And I get he's like the big dog and it's his yard and he's got to defend it. But it's getting to the point where I, I really honestly think that Brock is enjoying just beating this dude up and Roman's just doing it out of loyalty to the WWE. I can't sit through that no more. So somebody else trying to take the belt off of Brock and then when once that happens, then Roman can get in. Hopefully, Roman does something else while he waits. But I just can't stick to another one. So, anyway, who I want to see win, I want to give it to Bobby, but not by much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, my theory so, is is that, yeah, I know it's going to be tough to stick to Bobby uh, Roman versus Lesnar, again, should have wind up happening. But keep in mind, too, remember, we have a Money in the Bank briefcase sitting around in the background in the hands of a monster. So just because Roman faces Brock and gets the title off of him does not mean, or he doesn't get the title, does not mean that all is going to end badly because we still have a Money in the Bank briefcase that could get cashed in, if you know what I mean. So, and I think the better way for that to happen is Roman. Huh? Say that again? I think it does get cashed in at SummerSlam. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think it was better off cashing in on Roman than it would be off of Bobby. So, or or either way, Brock, depending on how it goes. So, so we'll see. But that's been that's my theory. All right, so before we get to the main event, which, well, I should, I think it should be the main event, but before we get to the main event, all right, we're going to do a quick extreme flashpoint with you, Jeremy, since we just went through the other matches. So Let's I'm going to give you the match, and you're going to give me your prediction. All right, Jeremy, okay. New Day New Day versus Sanity in a tables match. Uh, it's got to be Sanity. It's got to. All right. Finn Balor versus Constable Baron Corbin. Excuse me. Stephanie McMahon's hand-picked Constable Baron Corbin. Corbin, as much as I'd rather it be Finn. All right. The tag team, Raw Tag Team Championship. The leader of words, B-Team. Uh, the, leader of, the leaders of worlds. All right. SmackDown Women's Championship with James Ellsworth in a shark cage above the ring. Carmella versus Asuka. Please let it be Asuka and be done with this. Ah, okay. Raw Women's Championship Extreme Rules match with Ronda Rousey sitting at ringside. Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. There's simply no way it's Bliss, so by default I'm going Jax. United States Championship on the line. Jeff Hardy defends against one Shinsuke Nakamura. 
Nakamura, they, they're going to give him something uh, since he wasn't able or wasn't uh, able to ca- capture the, uh, the main belt. All right, this is a two-part question. For the 30-man Ironman match, who's going to be the winner and by how many? How many? Like from what, from what number to what number? Uh, I will go 3-2, and I will go, um, I will go Ziggler. All right, very nice. I'll explain in a second. Um, SmackDown Tag Team Championship, Legend Brothers defending against Team Hell No. This is going to be quick. It's going to be a quick reunion for Hell No. Um, I can't see them giving them the title, so Bludgeon Brothers. All right, the Steel Cage matchup. The Monster Among Men, Mr. Money in the Bank, Braun Strowman faces Kevin Owens in a Steel Cage. Please keep. They got to keep Strowman strong, so I'm going with him. And the match we just talked about Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. Please. This man still has a um how what's the best way I can put this? The most PG way I can put this. He's still raging about Roman Reigns, so I'm going with Reigns. Alright. The reason why I was we were giggling because you, Daisy, and Beth wait a minute. Let me ask you, have you heard, you haven't heard the show while you were in church, right? Negative. And you came in during our Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns predictions, right? I tried to come in earlier, but uh, headset problems. No, 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 it's fine. Because, believe it or not, you, Beth, and JC all went for Ziggler three to two. Huh. It, it's not <laughs> hard to see why. I mean, he's got McIntyre in his corner. Yep. Well, I went with Ziggler, too, but I went two to one. So. But I just okay. thought it was kind of funny how the three of you were on the same wavelength there, and you didn't hear the show. So we're going with that one. All right. Finally. We have what should be the main event, but probably won't be. Let's face it. We have Roman Reigns on the card, so no offense to Roman. But we have WWE World Heavyweight Championship. AJ Styles will be defending against Rusev. Rusev won the gauntlet matchup on SmackDown a few weeks back. Over the Miz, got the pinfall, became the number one contender for the title, for the championship. AJ Styles has successfully defended it. On numerous occasions against Shinsuke Nakamura, but he has not really faced anything along the lines of Rusev. Rusev, of course, is still celebrating Rusev Day. I don't know how many days a week we're gonna have to deal with this, but <laughs> he still every day till the end of time. Oh boy. Anyway, <laughs> Rusev, of course, will have Aiden English at ringside cheering him on. And Rusev has made it quite clear that it is his turn to become the new world champion. AJ is determined to keep that belt around his waist by any means necessary. So with that being said, will it be a phenomenal time? 
Or will the championship be celebrated on Rusev Day? Jeremy, since you just joined in, why don't you get why don't you give us your opinion? My read on it is it's gonna be a happy Rusev Day. I think they go with the title change. Brief maybe, but I think they go there. Brief? Yeah, I think it goes back to AJ at some point. No, I, actually, no, I take that back. It doesn't go back to AJ. They take it, they give it to Nakamura after that. And at that ah, point, maybe we get to a U.S., uh, maybe we get to a, uh, a, a U.S. title tournament of some sort. All right. Macy, how about you? Um... Hmm. I kind of, I kind of want to say, um, kind of want to say Rusev because at this point I don't see anything. I mean, they built up so much between um, AJ and Nakamura, and we're not really getting much to show for it. And now that Nakamura is going to be probably going to a different route with the with the United States title, I mean. Why not give it to somebody else you know, for a whole nother uh set up for another storyline? So I say Rusev comes out with the win on this one. All right, Beth. Okay. So it's gonna be AJ and one reason and one reason only. Two K nineteen cover boy. Oh crap. Yeah. I can almost hear Jazz Vengeance right now saying the whole holiday agreeing with you. But um, in this case, and you guys know how much I always tease, joke, make fun of it, deal with it, I'm going to have to say that this Sunday will be Rusev Day because I think high time Rusev had a chance to run with the world title. Maybe with Jeremy's right, he will probably hold it for a brief amount of time. But for now, Rusev is overdue to be a world champion. I would love to see him run with his belt. I would love to see him have fun with it. You know, he'll make Rusev Day even more annoying after this. But <laughs> um, for me, um, I'm going to have to, and I know Jazz is going to kill me for this, but I'm going with Rusev. Who are you? Who even are you? I don't even know you right now. Look, I can't help it. I may not like Rusev Day, but remember, you're not one to talk to. You're not the one to say You're the one always making fun of me when I say that I prefer right Twix over left Twix. I knew eventually. She would come over to the dark side. Mm. Well, we got two minutes left on the show here. We only had it for an hour and a half tonight because tonight was only focusing on predictions for the show. Um, but it seems as though, you know, we have 90 seconds here, but it seems as though, you know, we're all pretty much split down the middle when it comes to this card. So I thank you guys for being on the show. As always, you guys make it so much more fun. And enjoy watching Rules on Sunday. Mm -hmm. All right. Later, everybody.
Later. Peace. Peace. Follow them on Twitter at HardyCat1027, at JeremyMoses85, at that Daria Chick. Follow the show at SCC Podcast. Follow Beth at Bethy Page. Go to SquaredCircleCafe.net for all the social media connections. Buy a shirt. Support the show. ProWrestlingTees.com slash SquaredCircleCafe. SquaredCircleCafe. For wrestling fans, buy wrestling fans. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs>